Hello, welcome to the Panel Pitch Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Straffy. I'm here with Fantastic David. Hello. And the astonishing Seth. <gasps> and today on the Panel Pitch, we are, I'm going to be pitching my Batman and Robin movie. It's been a long time coming. Uh, when we first started the Panel Pitch pod, uh, Podcast, it's a tongue twister sometimes, um, I pitched a Superman movie. And I basically started the show because I had ideas for a comic book movie. You and had opinions. I had opinions of what these movies need to be. And Batman is no, uh, is, is no, he's no exception, thank you. Um, but the thing is, like, I wanted to do Batman, I think, as soon as we did the first Wolverine movie, which was, like, after Superman, but, like, the trouble doing Batman was I wanted to make it, I wanted to put a mystery in there, and I'm not good at mysteries, but I tried, um, <laughs> I tried, I Let tried. Let guess. Yeah. The Joker did it. No. Oh? No, see, if I was doing Are a deep... No, but he's in there. Um, <laughs> if I was to do a DC cinematic universe, I wouldn't have Joker in a Batman movie until the last Batman movie, because you got to build up to him. He's that he's that big, and you can't use him too much. Um, but yeah, when I came to Batman, I wanted to have a mystery in there, and I basically wanted to do the things that I think movie producers are too afraid to do when it comes to Batman. And one of the biggest aspects of that is right in the title, Robin. They tried doing Robin in <laughs> Batman, Robin, and Batman Forever where he was played by some, like, 25-year-old guy, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work. And I feel like producers don't, movie makers don't want to do Robin, because it's like, but I want my Batman to be dark and, like, alone, and you, you can't have some kid following him around. Mm-hmm. Like, hi, old Skippy B, it's me, Robin. It's kind of funny if they had Skippy B. a kid actor <laughs> playing, like, Robin on Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. but the kid doesn't know who Batman is, so mm-hmm. you have that awe and <laughs> shock factor. Maybe. I think it'd be cool to just have, like, a Robin around yeah. at this point. And then, like, as that kid grows up and, like, stuff like that, you literally just turn him into Nightwing. That'd be kind of neat, at too. At one point. See, I went the route of... Because another thing the movie people like to do is, like, we want Batman, but we want him, we want him to already be fucked up. Yeah. We want him to already have gone through the worst shit. So, in my pitch, the death of the family that killed Jason Todd already happened. Dick Grayson leaving to join the Titans, becoming Nightwing, just ignoring Batman completely, already happened. The Killing Joke, where Barbara got shot in the back and became Oracle, already happened. So some of the biggest events in Batman's life have already happened. And at this point in his life, he's... I, I describe Batman in this film as, like, a coil springed up. Or, you know, vice versa, right? He, he's contained, he's tightly closed in... But at a moment's notice, he could spring and cause a bunch of violence and problems, right? Mm-hmm. He's a, at the edge of his kind of career, Batman. And, uh, and the focus of this film isn't... <sighs> Another thing that Batman movies like to do is, like, you don't have to do with Bruce Wayne, so we're just going to focus more on the villain. And it feels like in a lot of movies, the villain moves the plot, and Batman just kind of follows behind and cleans up after them. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to do the opposite of that. One of the things that Marvel, mo- that Marvel movies do that make a big success... They focus more on the heroes and less on the villains. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gets you a run on the accuser, but hey, it gives you like five great guardian characters, right? Yeah. So, we're going to open at a grocery store. Because one of the other things I want to do for this film is give you things you've never seen in a Batman movie. And I want it to be directed by Matthew Vaughn. And Matthew Vaughn directed the Kingsman movies, he did X-Men First Class. If you need any point of... do an action scene. Yeah, yeah, if you need any point of reference, look up any fight scene in the Kingsman movies. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of those fights? With uh, yeah. Tracking cam? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, but Batman and Robin. That'd be cool. Yeah, right? And less murder. Um, and less murder. <laughs> less stabbings. But yeah, we open a grocery store. 
and there's this family there just shopping. It's like a mom, a, a father, and their their kid, who's like an eight year old kid. And they're shopping around, and you know they stop by the freezer section. And they're like, all right, uh, Tim, go get some juice. And he goes to get some juice from the aisle. He comes back, and his parents are just kind of standing there, still. And they're like, Mom, Dad, what do you? And he turns, and standing in front of them is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Full fucking Mr. Freeze get up, freeze gun and everything. I didn't do any casting for this, but you can get a cool actor to play Mr. Freeze. <laughs> damn, damn it, Raffi. <laughs> Ooh! Ooh! Suplex himself. <laughs> How did I even do that? Did, what? But like, we watched him grab another entity, too. Like, what is going on? We watched Raffi grab him. How? <laughs> I just come from the future to suplex me. From the future. From the future. It's just me with shades. Um, <laughs> nothing different. It's actually different. an hour of you in the future. <laughs> it's me five seconds in the future. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Mr. Free shows up. And he's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> he, oh, the parents frozen. Well, he aims his gun. And the parents are like, please, don't hurt us. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to freeze you still. And take your family and, and ruin what you have. And they're like, no, please. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. Spider-Man in the other aisle. <laughs> Spider-Man shopping with Wolverine for one day. <laughs> but, but Mr. Freeze is basically like, look at you. Happy family. So warm. So collective. How are you? <laughs> if I don't get to have that, none of you do. And he's about to shoot them. My wife! My wife is dead! I was frozen today! But he goes to freeze him, and he's about... <laughs> he aims the gun, and a battering hits the side of his gun. And, like, electrical things come out. He's like, oh, he drops the gun. And then, at the end of the aisle... his freeze pistol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Yeah. My freeze cannon. Good thing I have my freeze gun. His freeze AK-47. Don't worry, guys. Oh, you freeze AR-15. <laughs> Just, like, little freeze modifications. Uh, what she be doing is because the kid was about to grab the juice he is about to grab. That was my juice. <laughs> he just starts losing his shit. <laughs> He <laughs> already had a bad day. His car wouldn't start. <laughs> opening the door. He's just like, oh, opening the fridge door. Just like, oh, I got to stub this toe. Tea. See, this takes one incident. One bad incident. <laughs> one bad day. That's the whole point of this, is it's actually like anti-bullying. That's no. That's the point of this movie. See the signs. Prevent it. Prevent it. <laughs> a battering hits the freeze gun. It falls. And Mr. Freeze looks down the aisle. And standing there at the end of the aisle is Batman and Robin. They're full get-up. Classic Robin costume, but he's got leggings, like black leggings, because oh, okay, cool. people freak out about that, because um, they don't want to see a, like, see, see a 12-year-old's thighs. Yeah, I, I like Damien's costume <laughs> so much. But yeah, Batman and Robin are standing there, and you get a fight scene in this grocery store, and again, it's like the Kingsman, like, we got to open with a big fucking fight scene, Yeah, they're going across the aisles, they're toppling over, um, you know, they're throwing batarangs and shit, freeze I like guns. I idea that Batman is... In a grocery store. Yeah, and it's like during the day. Again, so you <laughs> yeah, never see. Just, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it's time to check you out. Ching, ching. Uh, no, it's not, no, it's not that. It's not that goofy. Ching, ching. But like, just imagine like, because it's in a grocery store, so yeah. like, Batman could grab like, some bottles of wine, just start throwing them at Mr. Freeze. Uh-huh. He's freezing them in midair. And then Robin comes behind with like a bag of rice and just hits him in the back. It's like a modernized, I really cool Adam West Batman fight. Suit. You got rice in my costume, you little. T- it's like having sand in your shoes. <laughs> it's just like that. Um, but yeah, they defeat Mister Freeze. Mm-hmm. And cut to the police coming in, and like they arrest Mister Freeze and put the cuffs on him. Thank you, Batman. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they arrest Mister Freeze, 
and Batman's talking to, like, one of the cops by, like, the entry door or whatever, mm-hmm. and Robin's about to follow him out, and then that little kid from the family walks up, and he, and he just goes, wait, and he doesn't, and Robin turns, and he doesn't know what to say to Robin, because it's like he's meeting these two heroes in person, mm-hmm. and he's just standing there, and Robin takes out a battering, and he gives it to the kid. And he just looks at him and smiles, and then Batman, like, calls out, like, Robin, let's go. That so, cost him $5,000, you piece of shit. You piece of shit, i beat you in the car. No. <laughs> what are you, weird? What are you, dense? <laughs> what are you, dense? Are you retarded or something? <laughs> but no, Batman calls out for Robin, and Robin just kind of waves to the kid and runs off. And we hold that kid, holding the battering as the camera pans out, and we cut to this cork board, right? And Get me pictures of Batman! <laughs> a newspaper is pinned to the corkboard describing the fight against Mr. Freeze, and the kid is, is there, like, putting this on the corkboard. And he also puts, like, the battering on the corkboard, like, shoves it in there. And we the opening kind of credits, where we have, like, you know, all the people that worked on the movie, are set to these scenes of this, ca- this kid adding more and more newspapers of Batman to the wall. Mm-hmm. So, like, Batman and Robin defeat Poison Ivy. Batman and Robin defeat Joker. Batman and Robin defeat Two-Face. Just all these villains, all these accounts, right? And then you see the kid is getting older over the years, right? And you start getting some of the darker stuff in there. Where it's like, Batman fights alone. Where did Robin go? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, a new Robin on site. Who is he? And it's like, this may come off as kind of weird, but like, I kind of want the Jason Todd of this universe to be African-American. Because mm-hmm. you came off the streets, I like a more urban, kind of rough Robin, and if you're going to have an African-American Robin, I feel like Jason kind of fits the bill. I yeah. only say it's messed up because he's the one that dies, but uh, put your t- put your torches down. Um, but yeah, so a new Robin shows up, and then like, oh, Batman Robin fight this person, Batman Robin fight this person. Uh, <laughs> Killer Moth is dead. Who did it? Batman or Robin? So you get the implication, like, oh, did Jason like, fuck up and kill someone by accident. Uh, and you have Batman alone again, question mark, and then another one of death in the family. And it's Batman holding the body of, like, that dead Robin. Mm-hmm. And then another court board here, another court board here, and then one of, like, Commissioner's daughter revealed, shot by the Joker. And then another court board of, like, the secret's out. Uh, Gordon's daughter was Batgirl. Just more and more things of these horrible things that have happened. And you finally get to one about Bruce Wayne. And you start seeing like more of these kind of Bruce Wayne-related ones come up on the newspaper, too, as if the kid is putting it together. Mm-hmm. And by the time the kid's like 16, so it's been like eight years, um, he pins a paper to the wall that says, uh, Bruce Wayne to unveil uh, next step in medical technology. And we go into that photo of like the front of like Wayne or uh, Gotham Central Hospital, right? And it goes to the actual scene... There's a bunch of people outside the hospital. There's a big podium and everything. Uh, Bruce Wayne walks out. And, like, my Bruce Wayne... Because, again, that's another thing about Bruce Wayne is, like, they want to make him a playboy to make him seem so irresponsible he can't be Batman. My Bruce Wayne's more like a goofy dad with too much money. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Adam West from, like, the Family Guy show. Yep. Where he's just like, who gave this guy all this money and yeah, power? Like, what? He's, like, making, like, dumb jokes. And, like, he's kind of clumsy. Like, he picks up the microphone, almost drops it. He's like, sorry, sorry, kind of expensive. Sorry, I'll cover it. Like, mm-hmm. he just like, seems like a goof with the money to cover for his mistakes. Because mm-hmm. um, after having, like, two Robins, you can't really go with the Playboy thing anymore. But, like, he's up there on stage. And he's like, yeah, we're unveiling uh, our newest piece of medical technology. It's Wayne. a machine that goes ding. Ding. I don't actually know what it does. Nope. <laughs> yeah, he could be like that. He could be like, yeah. I don't know what it does. 
but it helps people, and I and Wayne Industries was happy to help make it. Uh, I don't know what it does or how to explain it, so let me invite my childhood friend and the best doctor I know, Dr. Thomas Elliott, to the stand. And so Dr. Thomas Elliott comes up, and he's just he's like Bruce Wayne, but he's like blonde and suave. Um, and he comes up there, and he explains that this new piece of technology that Wayne Industries has worked on with like the medical field is called Smart Skin, and it's basically like uh, it's like a medical wrap you put over your face. And it, over time, will, will replace your damaged skin mm-hmm. with the skin cells that are around the rest of your face. So if you have a burn mark on one side of your face, you put it over there, it replicates the skin around it, mm-hmm. and just kind of covers over it. So it's a way to make this up... This sounds like a recipe for clay face. But anyways... <laughs> so, yeah, it fixes your skin. Yeah. And they're announcing this, and they're like, but uh, don't take us... or." Um, don't just you know believe our words. Let me show you our first um, our first patient. Our first patient, and they invite Harvey Dent up to the stand, and Harvey comes up and he kind of like takes off his hood and he's got a fine. His face is fine. No more Two Face. Mm-hmm. And he's up. He's on the stand. Like people in the crowd are like, oh, Two Face. Oh my God, he's Two Face. What the fuck? Liar. Um, yeah. And he's like, listen, I know you people don't trust me. I know I did horrible things. I hurt a lot of people. But I'm getting better. And just because my face is fixed doesn't mean I'm going to stop and try to be one of you again. And, like, he's get, he's basically back in Gotham City. And he's got, like, a, a therapist that's there to help him every once in a while. And he's just trying to get back into the, the swing of things and recover. Mm-hmm. People are, like, kind of suspicious. And then one guy in the crowd who's kind of like this gruff, bigger-looking dude, he's like, Go you! Go Harvey Dent! And some other people are clapping. And they're like, yeah, redemption, you know? And uh, the three of them kind of, you know, pose for a photo. And we also see in the crowd, one of the people taking a photo is the kid from before mm-hmm. in the opening. And he kind of looks suspicious and he, and he walks away. So then we cut to Wayne Manor where Thomas, Bruce, and uh, Harvey are all sharing a drink. And you can have, like, a cop there to, like, watch Harvey. And, like, they're sitting down eating. And Bruce could be like, hey, officer, like, do you want some chicken? Like, we've got plenty of it here. Alfred's happy to, you know, have, have you have some and... He's like, I'm on duty. He's like, it's chicken. Like, All right, fine. He sits down and he has some chicken with him. <laughs> Just a little sign to shout out Bruce is like, you know, support of the, the cops or whatever. They're eating, and part of the conversation could come up about Bruce's parents. Because again, Bruce and Thomas grew up together. Thomas is like such a good friend with Bruce that he likes to think that Bruce's parents were also his, mm-hmm. in a way. And you see, Bruce isn't really comfortable talking about his parents. You know, he isn't showing on his face, but, like, just with his hand shaking, you know, maybe he drops a fork or something. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, well, ugh, it's time to turn in. And <laughs> and it's, like, uh, like 7 p.m. And Thomas is like, oh, Bruce, you're always turning in early. I always thought it was a curfew kind of thing. Does Alfred still have you on that tight curfew? And Batman's like, or Bruce Wayne's like, hey, yes. sleeping condition. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not on the air or something. Um, but, yeah, so the two of them leave. The cop leaves, and it's just Bruce and Alfred. And Alfred's like, you really need to come up with a better excuse. And I, I'd love it if it was still the John Henry, I- or what's his name? Um, the guy who played him in uh, Batman vs. Superman. I, I'd still like it if that was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I love it if it was still that actor, because I like his like kind of witty banner. But like, Bruce's like, whatever. I, I, need to, I need to go out. I need to own the night or something. <laughs> so... We get this whole kind of tracking shot of Bruce Wayne kind of chest above going down to the Batcave through an elevator. 
He walks up, he gets on his bat suit. Again, you have a really cool suit-up scene. You follow him as he goes into the Batmobile, gets to the car, and drives out. And it's, again, it's all from the front. So you just see him get in the car, and then his back, the background shoot away from him as he's driving forward. Mm-hmm. And then he cuts to the streets, man. The streets. Uh, and as he's driving, he is getting an alert from this thing called the Oracle. Because mm-hmm. we know what that is. Um, but on, like, he gets, like, a... It's, like, on his comm link. And it's, like, a woman's voice. And it's, like, Oracle the Batman. Uh, I've got some readings that the mutant gang is hitting up this corner. And so Batman's, like, all right, I'm on my way there. And she's also, like, and hey, that kid's looking into you again. Like, do you want to just ignore it? <laughs> and Batman's, like, just, like, I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. That, like, we've, we've been averting this kid for long enough. I'm going to handle it myself. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, all right, but be careful on him because I know who you are with kids. And he's just like, I know how I am with kids, too. <laughs> he's going. But we go to, like, a dark alley, and sure enough, there's some woman in the alley being, like, attacked by the these this gang called the Mutants. And they're literally, like, they wear, like, visors, and they have, like, mohawks. And they're kind of just, like, grimy, kind of scrappy teenagers. And Batman shows up, and he beats up these mutants. There's, like, one big one that has, like, like fights them and everything. You have, a, again, a really cool fight scene. Maybe he, like, kicks a knife out of one of them's hands, and, like... As the fight's going on, the knife is, like, falling in slow-mo. So mm-hmm. it's, like, when the fight ends, the knife just kind of hits the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and so the woman leaves. He's, like, go down, like, Fifth Avenue. There's a cop patrolling that alley or something. She's, like, all right, cool. Uh, God bless you. And he's, like, yeah, thanks. And <laughs> she runs away. Um, and one of the mutants that's left, conscious, <laughs> Batman is, like, all right, you're going to tell me what your gang is planning because you guys have been hitting up a bunch of spots lately. And the, the kid's just, like, kind of like all doped up he's like plan there's no plan <laughs> and uh batman gets closer and the kid is like backing up against the wall and he's like the kid is like uh you won't hurt me you won't hurt a kid i remember what happened to the last kid you hurt the last kid you had <laughs> and, and this is obviously getting to him he's like you don't get to talk about him he's like yeah robin right he got the feather didn't he <laughs> you clipped his wings like i bet like just freaking out and then it's like you don't get and like as he's walking up to the kid, it's like that silhouette of like just his cape and like his ears. Mm-hmm. But the closer he's getting, the more like the cape's parting and the more his fists are coming out. <laughs> and the kid's backing up against the wall, and the kid reaches in his back pocket and he pulls out a gun. And he shoots Batman in the bat symbol, which I imagine is like the current bat symbol with the bat and the yellow lining. Mm-hmm. But he shoots the bat symbol and it just bing, bounces off. And the kid's like, oh. And Batman's like, oh, I can't blame you. Everyone aims for that. <laughs> and then the kid is just like, I'm gonna shoot you! And Batman just like, kick, like kicks his hand, like kicks the gun out of his hand. And Batman's like, because I love this line, I took it from another thing, but Batman's like, You can't shoot me. You can't cut me. I can't be hurt. But I know pain. And sometimes I like to share that pain with people like you. He just crouches in and he cut <coughs> away to like the sky above and just the kid going, Ah! How could this have happened to me? <laughs> what did I do mistakes. wrong? Life goes on. The kid's like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> it was only a kiss. <laughs> Batman's like, don't kiss me. Um, but then we cut to this... This Has Batman ever been shot in the face? Has that ever happened? Because his, his mouth region and his eyes are not covered. So, uh, like... Has anyone tried to shoot him in the head? No. What the fuck? I mean, in the head, but not the mouth. Okay. <laughs> Everyone you can aim- clearly see that there's skin there. No, 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 so, no. We gotta aim for the bat. I mean, I don't think people would, like, 
think of Batman's suit being bullet resistant until they actually fucking shoot him. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Shoot to kill. Like, <laughs> shoot to kill. Uh, but yeah, we, I don't know. We go to this uh, closed down avi- uh, aviary outside of Gotham City. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's because birds. Only Robins in there, isn't there? No, it's, it's, it's closed down. There's nothing in there. Oh. But there's like a bicycle parked out front. It's like one of those bikes with like a motor on it, so it goes kind of fast. Um, yeah. But we kind of zoom inside of it, and it's and it's just older kid. And to to make cut it short, this is Tim Drake. Okay. When the comics becomes the third Robin. Mm-hmm. But he's there, and he's like. Is the Robin like the best. Yeah, he's on like his laptop, kind of researching some Wayne Industries records. Mm-hmm. And around him, he's got like DIY gadgets, like a teaser, maybe like a little flamethrower kind of thing, just like some gadgets he made up. Like that scene in Iron Man 3 with the Home Depot stuff. Yeah. Um, he's got all that out. And <laughs> he hears in the shadows, like, stop digging. He looks around. And, like, the, the little, like, stage lamps he has in there just go out and it's completely dark. So he takes out, like, a flashlight. He's looking around. He's like, and he picks up, like, a t- uh, maybe, like, a taser. And he's like, hey, if, if it's you, like, seeing your kids from that school, I told you not to come around here. And he, like, has the taser. And he flashes on Batman's silhouette and he shoots the taser and nothing happens. <laughs> like Batman just pulls the cord and pulls the taser out of his hands and he gets close and he's like do you know who I am and he's like I've known who you were since I was eight years old sir <laughs> and Batman just like he t- just looks at him and he's like Al Jordan like <laughs> <laughs> you're Al Jordan what sure yeah alright whatever fuck him <laughs> fuck Al <laughs> like he back in his car drives out Oracle did you take care of the kid he thinks I'm Hal what <laughs> what <laughs> hold on I gotta call him right now Hold on, I gotta call Hal. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta, I gotta call Superman. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the laugh at this would be great. Um, but yeah, so Batman just comes up to him and he's like, "Stop digging. Stop looking into me. Stop sending me messages. Uh-huh. Message seen at not answering." But like, Tim is just like, "I, I don't know what you're talking about, Batman." Mm-hmm. And Batman goes over the computer. He opens it. He's like, "You've been looking at records of Wayne Industries." You've been checking out my local, uh, my local hits, my local jobs, or whatever. And Tim is like, look, look, I'm going to be frank with you. I want to be Robin. Batman's like, what? No. Closes the laptop, goes to walkway, and he's still like, no, wait, no, hold on. You've looked into me, right? So you've seen, like, everything I've been through? And he's like, yeah, I've seen. You, you're, you're, like, college level, but you're still in high school, you're, like, good at, like, electronics and chemistry and science. Like, he's a total science nut. He's mm-hmm. smart enough that he can move up, like, every grade, basically. And he's like, yeah, and, and I've been working out. I've been doing some, some gymnast stuff. I'm not good at it. I'm, like, a brown belt, but, like, I'm getting there. <laughs> and, like, with your... Tra- like a brown belt at, like, uh, Ricky Rex's school for martial arts, you know. <laughs> you know, about sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm self-taught, but, like, you know, I'm, I'm learning, you Rex know. One he's like, with what you can teach me and with how fast I can learn, Batman's like... I'm not, you're not going to be Robin. I'm not applying for new Robins. I'm not doing the Robin thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Batman goes to walk away. He's like, look, Batman, I know it didn't work the first two times. And Batman stops, doesn't look back at him. And he's like, but just because of what happened to Jason Todd, and Batman turns around and he's like, don't say his name. And he's like, look, I know what happened to him. You can't use Jason's death to just... And then Batman rushes him, hold him against the wall, and it's like, I told you not to say his name! Uh, Freaking out, PTSD! Yeah. And then Jason shoots Batman in the face. No. From the grave, because he said, Jason, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Rises from the ground like a vampire. Um, 
But Batman's just like, I told you not to say his name. Alright, I will, I will hurt you. He's like, no you won't. I'm, a, I'm just a kid. I'm just a dumb kid. No! And Batman's like, yeah. No you. Yeah, you're just a dumb kid. He just like, puts Tim down. Tim's kind of shaking there. And Batman's about to turn away again. And Tim's like, I'll tell everyone that you're Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Fucking get him. <laughs> Batman's like, shit! No, Batman's like... And he like he has like a little chuckle. And it's one of those chuckles where you're like, oh, I don't like how Batman's laughing. Uh-huh. I shouldn't see him laughing like that. But he's like, alright, Tim Drake. Not if I tell him first, and he just like runs out. <laughs> you can't read my identity if I don't have a secret identity. <laughs> no, Batman's just like, you're gonna tell everyone who I am? Do it. And they just walks out of the aviary. And we hold on Tim, kind of just shaking there, all nervous. Cut to the next day, Wayne Industries. Bruce is, like, walking to his office. And uh, Lucius Fox, who's, you know, basically his work-based Alfred, <laughs> comes up with all his tech, walks up to him, he's like, Hey, Bruce, let me get a face scan real quick. And he holds, like, an iPad. He has, like, a face scan of Bruce. And he's like, what is this for? And he's like, oh, it's for new security measures. You know, once we have this done, it's, it's iPhone shit. You know, we just got to update our, our codes and stuff. Now it won't be eye-based, now it'll be entire face-based, so it'll be more secure that way. We're just like, all right, Lucius, do you. And he keeps walking. And goes into his office. <laughs> and uh, Lucius goes to his office, and we see him, see him sit down, and we hear, like, some kind of muffled sound coming from under his desk, and then we see him, like, kind of move his leg and kick whatever it is. And then we go back to Bruce. And Bruce is walking into his office, and sitting there by the office on, like, this desk area is his receptionist. And his receptionist is this character named, um... I, I was kind of, like, back and forth about who I wanted it to be, but I think it would make sense for it to be, um... Mercy. No. No, her name's Lucy Fox. She's actually Lucas, uh, Lucius Fox's daughter. Lucius actually has two kids in the comics. He's got a son and he's got a daughter. But, uh, yeah, Lucy is his daughter, and she's, like, another teenager. She's sitting there doing, like, receptionist things. And, uh, you know, they say hi to each other, and he walks in. And then, like, a little while after that, Tim Drake walks in to, like, the Wayne Industries office. And he goes up to the building, he looks beside him. And that gruff guy who was like, yeah, Harvey Dent, he's kind of just standing there having a smoke. Tim's like, did I see that guy? Like, whatever. And he walks in. Just more suspicious things. But he goes in the Wayne Industries, he's, like, got a nice button-up T-shirt. He walks up to where Bruce's office is. He talks to Lucy, and he's like, Hi, I'm Tim Drake. I'm here to see Bruce Wayne. And, and Lucy's like, do you have an appointment? He's like, no, but I, I think you just, you just call him on that phone a year. So he'll know who I am. She's like, okay, here, I'll, I'll call security and tell them who you are. And he's like, no, 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 just, just tell my name. I have a meeting with him. Uh, uh, I'm his butler's nephew. She's like, all right, don't make me regret this. And like, Paige is Bruce, like, hey, Tim Drake is here to see you. And it takes a minute, Bruce is like, you know, his office doing whatever. And they're kind of just looking at each other. And Tim's like, so, um, you, you an intern? Or, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm an intern. <laughs> There's like a little awkward pander. And then Bruce says, like, send him in. So Tim comes in, and Tim sits across from Bruce Wayne. And, like, it's basically a, a, a brighter... An obnoxiously large desk. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take a seat in my obnoxiously comfy chair. Ooh. So obnoxious. No. <laughs> I hate how comfortable it is, but but yeah. So it, this is like a, a cleaner reflection of the Bruce Bat or the Tim Batman talk, where Tim's like, "Hey, I'm here for the job," and he's like, "I thought I told you the other day," and he's like, "Oh no, I meant I wanted to work here, Wayne Industries," 
And Bat and Bruce is like, oh, well, I'd be glad to give you a job here. I'm sure Lucy would like some days off as a receptionist, or you're very smart. We can put you on the science division as like a, a trainee or whatever. Just uh, just drop the Robin thing. And Tim's like, ah, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you, Bruce. I just want to be here so that when shit goes down and you need a Robin, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, shit's not going to go down. He's like, you don't... This is my dojo. <laughs> Shit's not going to go down. And Tim's like, you don't know that. Like, you're Batman. Like, look, if I could find out that you were Batman, who's to say the Riddler or the Joker or, or Catwoman won't find out, come in here and kill all your employees? You, you need me, Bruce. And Bruce just kind of leans in in the most Batman way. He's like, I don't need you. I haven't needed anybody. And the people I thought I needed are dead. Just backs back up. And Tim's like, so, so I leave now, right? And he's like, yeah, you leave. <laughs> and as Tim walks out, he kind of looks over to Lucy, and she's like, how'd it go? And he's like, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> and just walks out. <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, Bruce is leaving later that day. It's like dawn, basically. And Bruce is walking out of the building and gets into the car where Alfred's driving. And he gets a message on his phone from Gordon, from Commissioner Gordon, who doesn't know he's Batman, but, you know, it's one of those things where his phone is synced up to Gordon's or whatever, right? But he gets a message, and uh, he goes to this apartment building, it's like raining, and as Batman, he's like, he <laughs> on the roof of the building, it's kind of raining, it's like around dawn, and Gordon's up there smoking a cigarette. And he's just smoking there, and he's kind of just standing there, and he hears like a little noise, and he's like... You know, I remember the first time you showed up, uh, you actually walked up and said hello to me. He turns around and Batman's there. And Batman's like, yeah, well, I remember a time when you used to look me in the eyes when you used to talk to me. And, like, clearly because of the whole killing joke thing, the two of them are on, like, really thin ice. Uh, you can tell there's animosity, especially because in this version of the story, Barbara tells Jim Gordon about being Batgirl. And, mm-hmm. of course, he would be like, you put my daughter in a bat suit, fuck you. We're not friends anymore. Totally taking you off my five. Yeah. Or like uh, like when he showed up and, and he was like, hey, I remember a time when he used to say hello to me. Um, Batman could be like, well, I remember a time when you used to call me with a bat signal. He was like, yeah, well, I got kind of old. But the two of them are at this apartment building and they go down to this room. And basically what we find out is that the body of Thomas Elliot was found dead in an alleyway nearby. And obviously Batman's personally affected by this. And prior to Thomas's murder... Thomas Elliot was visiting Harvey Dent in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And they go down to the apartment. Uh, Harvey's kind of sitting there nervous because everyone thinks that he's the one that killed Har- uh, killed Thomas. Yep. That two-faced bastard. Um, I didn't. I didn't even touch her. <laughs> I did not touch her. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Oh, hi, Batman. Oh, hi, Batman. <laughs> Play by Thomas. Oh, hi, Bruce. Oh, hi, Bruce. Shut up. Shut up, dude. Shut up. the mask. Shut up. Um... But the other thing that is explained here is that the doctor that has been looking after Harvey Dent, uh, Dr. Liz, uh, Leslie Tompkins, was there. So it was like the three of them, and like Leslie and Harvey were having like a usual session, and Thomas showed up, and she was like, oh no, it's fine, you can stay, and they're running out of coffee. So Leslie walks across the street to get coffee. You know, she's maybe gone 20 minutes, and she could be in the room, and she can explain that, and she's trying to defend Harvey. Um, but Batman recounts that Back when Harvey was Two-Faced, it took him eight minutes to carve a guy's face off. Like, half of the face. Which is, like, his calling card in this version of the story. 
Um, so that's just enough time to carve half of Thomas's face off, which that's how they found him, and place him in the alleyway, come back, get rid of the evidence, and make up a story. Like, oh, he, he left the apartment to follow you and give you money to buy the coffee. So they're having kind of some trouble believing him, and Batman's just like, we can't risk anything. Hold him at the, the GCPD, and like the cops take Harvey away. He's like, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leslie gets all mad. That's my patient. Yeah, and she like steps out to like follow and, and go to the police office with Harvey. And so it's just Jim and Batman in the room. and they're kind With a of... dead guy. <laughs> no, he's out in the alleyway. There you found him. But, like, they're standing out by, like, the window as the rain's coming down. And Jim just kind of, he slides him into a cigarette. <laughs> he's just like, Whew. I remember he used to be one of us. Then the world changed him. The world changed all of us. Just some, like, real detective noir yeah, shit. Like stupid shit. <laughs> like... Oh my god, I won't by the end of this Batman and just be like, oh my god. <laughs> we get this it. Like we really, get it. Is this a really bad sound blender of just Detective Noir shit? <laughs> all Gordon is. <laughs> He's actually just a soundboard with a He's got an arm, a cigarette. He's looking at the rain. <laughs> he only sees black and white. So I put her in her wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're just... Yeah, they're just standing there. And, 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 Bullet, and like Gordon doesn't want to believe it, but... He used to be Two-Face. And, yeah. and Batman's like, it's probably something else. And Gordon's like, that's what you think everything ends up being. He's like, because it, it always ends up being that. But uh, after that, Batman gets in the Batmobile, and he gets a ping from Oracle, like over the voice comm, and she goes, hey, Bruce, uh, there's another mutant gang uh, hit up by the docks tonight. Like in a few, in a few yeah. like, like a half an hour. And he's like, he thinks about it. He's like, all right, I'll be there. He zooms off. And we cut to this park. Cut to this park. Actually, when Oracle contacts him and like they finish transmission, we cut to Tim Drake's room, and he's got like a calm thing on his head, and he's got a voice uh, modulator going, so he has imitated Oracle's uh, voice to send Batman somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And he's actually looking at his laptop <clears throat> where a, a mutant like gathering is going on by the park. So his plan here is to intercept what's going on with the mutants to impress Batman, basically. So he goes to the park, he like pulls out a drawer, or he you know, pulls out a drawer, gets his like DIY uh, Robin costume, which is like a hoodie, mm-hmm. and like like black sweatpants, and like green gloves or something, and he gets on his bike, and he rides out to the park. We get to the park, and there's like a truck, and there's like four mutant kids, and there's a truck driver, and the truck driver's like, alright, I got the weapons in the truck, you, you kids got the money, he's like, yeah, I got the green, here's the green, you want the green? He's like, why don't I, why don't I deal with you Gotham people? I should've just stuck to Metropolis. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the driver is like, you know, he gets the money, he goes to open the truck bay, and then pulling around on his bike is the new Robin. And he's like, not so fast! And the, and the guy's like, Who, what, are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm Robin, I'm here to stop you. He's like, you're not Robin. Robin's like a black kid. He's like, no, no, I'm the new Robin. He's like, mm-hmm. so you're the first one? No, I'm the third one, I'm the new one. Are you sure? Because you don't look like you look you don't look like a Robin. Uh-huh. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't have any green. He's like, my gloves are green. I don't think you're Robin. Like just a little transaction between yeah. them. And uh Tim goes to like fight the, the truck driver. Red Robin, anyways. Tim goes to fight him and the truck driver just kinda of backs off. And the mutant gang come around, they're like, hey, look, a Robin. Let's kill this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey look! 
Get him. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the mutant kids like goes to attack Robin, yep. and he has like basic martial arts. So he like flips the guy on his back, but like he doesn't account to the fact that like he's not fighting a martial arts opponent. He's fighting like a street junkie. Yeah. So one of the other mutants comes up and just stabs him in the back with a knife. <laughs> he's like, ah. He's like, ah, shit. I didn't account for that. I didn't calculate this. Please tell me he just whips out like a sword and just fucking kills them all. Oh, shit, no. He's Damien now. No, you're not getting Damien. I'm pretty sure Damien is even in my, my universe, basically. Anyways, yeah. But Tim tries to fight the mutants, but they're too crafty and they're too durable. So They're too crafty. They're a bunch of junkies. They're not crafty. They're scrappy. They're scrappy. How about that? They're this fucking one, animals, this dude. This one, Coke, that's it. <laughs> coke and guns. Coke and guns. My gun's gonna shoot Coke. Coke and guns and fucking diehards. You're gonna rip a rail. <laughs> White light. And babes. Rip a rail of babes? Holy shit. <laughs> so, so he runs into the park, and the mutants' kids are, like, chasing after him. Like, we're gonna get him, we're gonna get him. And Tim is just running as fast as he can. Yeah, and then Batman kills them all. <laughs> oh, shit. But he's like... He's running. He's diving into put like bushes. Yes. He throws like, like a like maybe like a rock or something. He's got like, not like a, a battering, but like some piece of metal that he, like whips uh-huh. and it misses. And one of the moves like he's over there. He's like shit. And he runs back the other way. And he's basically just running around the park trying to take them down one by one. Uh-huh. And like one of them finds him in a bush, and he's like backed up against the corner. And then a grappling hook goes around that one mutant's neck and pulls him into the darkness. And then one of the other mutants is like. Oh shit, he's here! And then like a, a dark figure jumps across, grabs that mutant, and like t- takes him into the darkness. Plot twist: It's Harvey Dent. No, a <laughs> <laughs> carved face. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna do good. I'm gonna do I'm good. Like that Carnage fella. <laughs> but, a different universe, but anyways. Yeah, but like all these these three mutant kids are taken down, and Batman shows up, and Tim's like, I had it under control. <laughs> Batman just like get in the car. Yeah, did you? So did they, you though? Yeah, they go to the Batmobile, and he's like, I've already called the police, I've already tied up the truck driver, I did you, I did what you were trying to do in a minute flat. And Tim is like, look, I didn't, and Batman's like, you sent me to the wrong location. And Tim's like, yeah, I did. But, but how did you know? And he's like, because on calm, Oracle doesn't call me Bruce. So clearly you didn't listen long enough. Like, were you trying to get yourself killed? And he's like, no, 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 I, I just want to catch these guys and impress you. He's like, well, you haven't impressed me. So you get in the Batmobile. And he's like, okay, but my bike. Batman's like, opens the trunk, put it in the trunk. Just don't forget it in there. Has a trunk. <laughs> the Batmobile has a trunk. Yeah. I'm just thinking the Batmobile's a fucking sedan in this. <laughs> like, Put it in the trunk. <laughs> but like... Uh, as they're getting into the, the car, Batman puts it on auto- autopilot and kind of stitches up that, like, cut that was in Tim's back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tim's like, ow! And Batman's like, stop whining about it. And he's like, what? It stings. He's like, you think that stings? Try getting stabbed in the back 47 times. Try having, try having a, uh, <laughs> a banana cream pie full of lead shoved in your face by a mad clown. Try getting wrapped up with vines around your neck so tight you can't get a breath out. And this would be kind of like... You remember that part in All-Star Batman and Robin when they're in the car and Batman's driving like a maniac and Dick is just like, this guy's crazy. It's that, but with context. <laughs> so Batman is like, as they're driving, Tim is just trying to be like, I just want to impress you. Like, you saw my skills out there. I took down one of those guys. 
Isn't that something? He's like, no. I did a thing. It's nothing. Like, you had no plan. He's like, no, I was going to take them down one by one. He's like, yeah? Was that going to be before or after they cut you 47 more times? And he's just like, I wasn't going to get cut. And, like, he's driving faster and faster. And he's like, he hits a fire hydrant. And he, like, you know, banks a corner. He's, like, driving through alleyways really fast. And Tim's just like, oh, like, he's freaking out. And, like, as Batman's driving this fast, Batman is just getting more and more intense. Like, mm-hmm. everyone I work with dies, gets crippled, or leaves. You don't want to be part of this. In the back, he has, uh, what the fuck is that actor that played Willy Wonka? Oh, G- Gene Hackman? It, it, Johnny no, Depp? G- no, it was Gene something. Uh, Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder's doing his entire speech when they were going through the tunnel. <laughs> and everything. Just is in this the hell we're glowing? Yeah. yeah. No one knows where we're going. <laughs> But no, Batman is just, just really intensifying everything. And he's like, you don't want to be Robin. And as they're driving intensely, Batman gets a, a radio call from Oracle that there's like a, a body that has like appeared nearby. Yeah. And, uh, it has appeared. Hello, I'm a body. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't there five minutes ago. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. And Batman's like, alright, we gotta make a detour before I bring you home. And Tim's like, okay. You want, can you slow down a bit? <laughs> So they pull up to, like, a sewer, you know, one of those, like, big sewer holes that leads into the sewer or whatever. It's, like, one of those. It's, like, a a ditch kind of area. And there's a bunch of cops there. And the cops tell Batman, like, a jogger ran by and saw this body. And, like, Batman looks at it, and it's the body of Lucius Fox. Oh. And Batman's looking down at it. And the cops are like, you recognize who this is, right? And he's like, yes, it's Lucius Fox. He works for Planet Industries. Not that I know. Um... But they're looking at Lucius, and the cops are like, yeah, a jogger found him. It, it kind of looked, you know, and like half his face is carved off. And it's like, looks like Two-Face did it, huh? Batman's like, we don't, we don't know anything yet. And one of the cops is like, come on, who else carves off half the face? Batman's like, Two-Face is in the, office, is in the GCPD uh, precinct. He's like, so we got a copycat. Yeah. And Batman's just like, mm, I don't like this. And Tim's challenge is looking around, like, one of the cops is like, hey, Batman. That's that, a new Robin? That's a new Robin? He's like, no. He's like, all right, because it looks like Robin. Yeah, it looks like a Robin. It seems like you got a Robin again. And Batman's like, I do not. And, like, we, we go to Tim, and he's kind of just looking around. He looks down in the dirt, and there's, like, a little knife. Uh-huh. He's got, like, blood on it. He kind of looks around, and just kind of takes it, puts it in his pocket for evidence. Steals evidence. Um, but, yeah, t- uh, <laughs> Batman's like, all right, Tim... Robin, get in the car. So they get in the car, and Tim's and like, like oh, You called me Robin! Yeah, Tim's in the car, he's like, You called me Robin? You called me Robin? He's like, So you wouldn't get arrested for vigilantism. He's like, Well, how come you haven't gotten arrested for it? He's like, Because they can't catch me. They can't touch me. He's like, That's cool. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> the goddamn Batman. We dense. Um, you fucking retarded. But like, they drive back to Tim's house, and like as they're driving, this is where Bruce, like, like Tim is like, I'm sorry about what happened, Lucius. I know he was, like, a close friend of yours. And Batman's like, don't. Just stop. As they're driving, Tim looks kind of sad. And so Batman's like, Tim, have you ever lost anyone? Anyone close to you? And Tim's like, no. My mom's still alive. My, my dad's still alive. Had a relatively safe life. And Batman's like, really? Nothing's ever happened? He's like, Mr. Freeze almost killed my parents, but then you saved us. And Batman's like, in the grocery store? You were that kid? Shit, I knew I, knew I shouldn't let Dick give you a bad ring. 
Yeah, Mr. Freeze was. No, you don't. You don't. Well, he would know, too. Yeah. He knows the identities. But, like, um, Bruce is just like, so you haven't lost anyone. You have no trauma in your life. Why do you want to be Robin? Mm-hmm. You have nothing to fight for. The other Robins had loss. Just like me. I had loss. Goes to this, this trippy backstory because we need a Batman origin. No. No. No, that Batman. Everyone knows who Batman is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you, you, you're born knowing who Batman is, basically. Um, but Tim is like, I want to help you because when Robin was around, you were at your best. Gotham was safer. There was less criminals around. People could look up to Batman and Robin. People could talk to Batman and Robin. When there wasn't a Robin by your side, you got colder. You distanced yourself. You, you didn't talk to people, and you didn't care who got hurt in the, in the crossfire. You only come out at night now. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's casualties. There's, there's broken property. And I, I've seen the news. I've followed you all this time. When there's no Robin, you take a lot more risks. You get closer and closer to dying, and I, I don't think that's on accident. And mm-hmm. Batman's like, you don't know me, and you don't know what you're talking about. And Tim's like, I, I know enough. I know enough to know that there's a reason you keep a kid by your side. And so, he just looks at him and goes, Martha! Martha! <laughs> <laughs> but Tim's like, I know why you keep a kid by your side. It's because it's you lost something when you were that young. And having a Robin by your side reminds you who you're fighting for. And, it, and if it means putting my life on the line to make you better, then I volunteer for that. Batman's just like... <laughs> Alright, kid, you've convinced me. No, Batman's just yeah. like... You know... There's a list of people I have who have died because they've known me. And I don't want you to be on that list. Mm-hmm. And Tim's like, come on, Bruce, you, you don't even know me that well. And he's like, yeah, let's keep it that way. And then he opens the door and, and Tim has to get out of the Batmobile and go back home. We go back to the Batcave... Where Batman's got some holograms going, some Tony Stark-esque holograms of yeah. uh, Thomas Elliot and Lucius Fox's bodies. And he's like, it can't be a copycat killer. Because the, the precision's too much. Like, no hack could just... Yeah. You know, like, he, he, he doesn't think it's a copycat. And, and Alfred is trying to talk about Tim. He's like, you know, that Timothy boy, he's got a lot of potential. He's like, Alfred, don't, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, all I'm saying is, this place was a lot brighter when you had a Robin around. He's like, I don't... Want to talk about it, Alfred? So you can tell the two of them have a bit of uh, animosity towards each other too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Alfred leaves as Bruce kind of mourns over his dead friends, and uh, we go back to Tim, who is in his room and he's examining that knife he stole from the crime scene, and he's looking at it and he sees like yeah, there's some blood on it, but he also like sees that part of the razor is scribbled out with a magic marker. Like there's something that's like something it says something. So he mixes together a little chemical thing, dips it, and so he can see the branding on the knife. And it's from a barbershop that's in Gotham. And so he's like, looks up on Google Maps, like, it's not that far from here. Gets up, leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back at it again. Um, Meanwhile, where's Tim's mother in all of this? Anyways. His mom and dad, just, you know, they're just around. Maybe they don't pay that much attention to him, but like, you know, they give him a lot of freedom. They're one of those liberal families. Yeah. Um, he's doing good in school. He's obviously doing something, right? Yeah, right. If he's got good grades. I mean, <laughs> um, as long as he's not doing the smack. Um, not, doing the, not injecting the weeds. <laughs> yep. But we see Tim go to the barber shop. And he walks in. We don't see the full scene. We probably see like a window in kind of thing of him talking to someone that works there. And he looks across the street at this apartment. And we learn that whoever dropped this knife used to work at the barber shop. 
um, and lived across the street at this apartment, but he was fired. He goes there, he goes to like, he looks at the listing, and he sees the name that he was given, Basil Carlo. He's like, that name sounds so fake. He goes up to the apartment building, he sees that it's locked, so he kind of like, you know, lock picks it open. His like, picking skills are at maxed out. Mm-hmm. His lock picking. But he goes in, closes the door, and clearly this is the apartment of a former Hollywood star. There's a bunch of movie po- posters, so like films this person has been in, um, signed, like autographed photos of other movie stars he's been in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Basil Carlo, huh? And he gets YouTube going on his phone, and he puts it down, and, it, and he goes to a video describing Basil Carlo's career. Mm-hmm. He was like a, a, an 80s kind of schlock actor, didn't get a lot of attention, didn't do a lot of big films. Um, and as, you know, Tim has the video going, he's like doing some detective stuff, like feeling the oven to see if it's warm, see if, you know, it was, anyone was here recently. He finds this guy's, like, laptop, and so he tries to get in, and he's like, all right, password, huh, password. Password? <laughs> Doesn't work. Uh, but the, the apartment that he's in, like, on the video and on the walls, it's mentioned that he was in a movie series called Clayface. And it was a series of, like, 80s, like, Freddy Krueger, like, Jason Voorhees kind of movies, like, slasher flicks with a guy mm-hmm. whose face was, like, melting. And this Basil Carlo guy did, like, three of these movies, and as the series went on, it got worse and worse, and in, like, 2001, they rebooted it with a new actor, and ever since then, he was looking for more work. All of his, like, romantic comedies or, like, you know, suspense films got no attention, he's just a a failure of an actor, and he turned to a life of crime, Mm -hmm. got arrested for a few years, and when he got out, he moved back to Gotham. Yeah. And... So Tim tries the word, like, Clayface. Doesn't work for the password. He looks over at this photo of him, of, like, Basil Carlo, with, like, some hot 80s actress that everyone recognizes, and types in her name, and, and the password works. Mm-hmm. And in Basil's email are, like, from different email, like, uh, links. So, like, Tim can't go back to wherever the email came from, the account. But each of the emails is, like, all right, go here and uh, murder Thomas Elliot. Like, go here and replace Lucius Fox and kill Lucius Fox. And then the most recent email is like, go to Wayne Manor and kill Bruce Wayne. Hmm. And Basil typed back, like, I'm going to need more guys from that. It's a pretty big mansion. He's like, I'll send you some guys. And he saw, like, when that was sent. And so Tim's like, oh, shit, Bruce is the next target. And he runs out. And we cut back to Bruce, who goes into work. And, like, earlier, I would think between the scene where, because I've read to bring this up, between the scene where Tim is studying the knife, and then the next scene, after Tim studies the knife, you get a scene of, like, Bruce going into work, and his, uh, what is it, her, his receptionist Lucy is like, oh, Mr. Wayne, you, you never come in on Sundays, and he's like, oh, yeah, I figured, you know, I had a day off, I had some time to work on some stuff I left yesterday. He'd walk in. After Tim goes to the apartment and does some research... He's like, oh shit, Bruce is the next target, runs out. We see Bruce yet again walk into the office. And Lucy's like, Mr. Wayne, didn't didn't you just walk in half an hour ago? And Bruce's like, I don't think so. And you can tell Bruce's kind of groggy, he's got a lot of shadow and like uh, five o'clock shadow. So he's he, he'd been up all night looking into those murders. But he walks into his own office and he's shocked to see another Bruce Wayne sitting at his at his chair. And, and he's like, Who who are you? And the other Bruce is like, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be dead. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, 
security, I have an imposter in here. And like the, the security chief walks in. He's like, oh, what's going on here? Sh- oh, an imposter, huh? Come with me. He's like, what? No, Jerry, I hired you. <laughs> like pulls yeah. him out. And we just see the chief kind of throw Bruce out into the street. And mm-hmm. the security chief comes back out. And these two guys that were hanging out in the alley walk over. And clearly they're, they, they're there to beat up Bruce Wayne. And he's like, what the hell? So he's fighting the security chief and these two guys as Bruce Wayne. You know, he could be like using like, you know, uh, trash can lids and bags of trash to hit them with. Just, you know, again, another cool fight scene, but as Bruce Wayne. And as he's fighting the security chief, he gets his fingers on his face and he pulls off a face mask. And it's some other dude. So it's not the guy he hired as the security chief. He's like, oh, face. Ugh, throws the face on the ground. Kind of just splats there. Mm-hmm. And as the fight is finishing up, you hear, like, a motorbike, and Tim, like, drives in. Um, and we cut away to Wayne Manor. And this is one of my favorite scenes to write up, because I thought it was really cool. So you, you get to Wayne Manor, and Basil Carlo's there, like, three other guys. And they walk in the front door, which is unlocked and open, and it's dark, and it seems empty. And so one of the guys is like, Bruce! And Basil's like, dude, when does that ever work? Like, it's not a movie reference. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're sulking around the manor. He's like, split up. Like, someone's got to be here. They're looking around, and <laughs> Basil gets a text message. And it's from a, the anonymous source. And it's like, Bruce is in at home. Leave. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And then he hears one of his guys screaming. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the hell? He goes off into this room, and uh, <laughs> there's like, <laughs> like a bunch of glass shattered against that one guy's head. And he's unconscious on the floor. Mm-hmm. what the hell you cut over to one of the other guys who like walks into the kitchen yep and like in the shadows you see a guy pick up a frying pan just hit him in the back of the head knocked him out and then you cut to like the front of this doorway where like another goon is like walking towards and then like some like brass object like a, a metal bust of someone's head is like thrown at him and he's knocked out but like, these guys are taken down basil finds the guy outside of a doorway and Basil walks into this room, and it's like one of those classic old-world hunting rooms with, like, the, the lion head and the deer head on the wall. So it's a room of, like, heads of animals. Trophy hunter. Yeah, trophy hunter. There's, like, some, some foam chairs there yeah. and everything. Basil walks in. He's got his gun out, and he's like, huh. And he hears a gun load behind him. And he's like, he puts his hand up, and he's like, you know, I didn't figure Bruce Wayne for a, for a, for a gunman, for a hunting man. And... He turns around slowly, and Alfred's there with a huge-ass elephant gun. And Alfred is like, oh, no. Master Bruce hates firearms. And then shoots Basil in the chest. Huh. Basil falls down. And Alfred kind of peers over him, and then Basil's eyes open right back up. And you cut back to Tim and Bruce. Yeah. And Tim is like, look, this is all connected. I I, I don't want to... I got to give you the shortened version. Someone's trying to kill you. They're at Wayne Manor. And, And Bruce is like... Alfred's at Wayne Manor. We have to go. Like, he puts Alfred over, like, this imposter in his company. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll handle it later. Let's just go. And Tim's like, all right, get on the bike. And Bruce is like, I'll call my car. Beep. <laughs> so this nice car comes up, and he's like, how many of your cars can do that? He's like, all of them. Get in. <laughs> he's like, put my bike. He's like, put it in the trunk. <laughs> so they get in. Put my bike. I like how that's his, like, main priority <laughs> in everything. It's just, <laughs> My my bike, my well, steed. You see, you see, hijack just like one day, almost. lurk back into the shadows. <laughs> yeah. One day, <laughs> yeah. So they get into the car and they're driving, and Bruce gets another ping from Oracle, and she's like, "Hey, I couldn't help but notice, but 
see that a bunch of Wayne funds are being funneled into an offshore account. Uh. And Bruce is like, freeze the accounts. Whoever's doing that, prolong them. And she's like, okay, but if this guy is dedicated to stealing your money, eventually it's going to happen. He's like, just stall him. And so you yeah. cut to the other Bruce who's on the computer trying to transfer funds. And he's like all smiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of like pop-out ads come up. Like, make your dick bigger. <laughs> like, yeah. like, ten celebrities you don't want to see right now. Like, all these little ads. Yeah. Like, God Disney damn it. <laughs> Number eight will shock you. Like, yeah, there's only it. seven, though. Like, <laughs> and, like the, the Bruce imposter's like, fucking, come on. And go back to Bruce and Tim. And they get to Wayne Manor. And they run inside. And they're looking around. And eventually they find Alfred in the study. Or in the hunting room. And Alfred has a hole through his chest. Ooh. Not a big one, but like a finger-sized hole through his chest. Straight through. Or not even straight through, just kind of deep in there. And Bruce is like, Alfred. Alfred, and they carry his body, and they go into this like other room, like the library. Bruce like pulls a book, and like it shifts open to the elevator to the Batcave. And they get in, they go down, and like as it goes down, this is our first like real good look at the Batcave, like a whole sweeping shot. And Tim is just amazed. It's like that part in Black Panther when they show off the maze, the, the vibranium uh, sure. thing. for the, You haven't seen it. Nah, You've seen it? The vibranium, like, mine mm-hmm. scene. It's a whole sweeping shot, and Tim's, like, amazed. And they get Alfred over to this table, and they put him down, and, like, Bruce is trying to do everything. He's, like, patching up the, we- the wound and everything. And Tim's like, Bruce, he was stabbed. I don't, I don't think he's going to make it. And Bruce is like, I'm not losing someone else. And, he, and Bruce goes over to this drawer, he pulls it, and there's like a little box, and he uses his eye scan, and opens up, and it's this vial of yellow, yellow liquid. Uh-huh. And Bruce pops it, and he goes over, and he takes off the bandage where the wound is, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, come back to me, Alfred. I'm not done with you yet. And then he pours the yellow liquid into the open wound. Uh-huh. And Tim's like, what was that? And he's like, the cure to death. Uh-huh. We gotta give it a minute. And so, they go over to the computers... And they're basically matching wits and comparing notes. And to make a long story short, they put it together that whoever killed Lucius um, wasn't Harvey Dent, obviously, but under Lucius's fingernails were trace amounts of smart skin. So whoever was doing this and whoever is putting this whole plan together has access to smart skin. And... Tim is like, all right, so I know you had access to it. I'm sure a multitude of Wayne scientists did. And he's like, yeah, but they all signed waivers. And he's like, oh, a waiver, sorry. Um, and Bruce is like, I'd know if any of my coworkers were dirty. And he's like, all right, well, who else was involved? And he's like, well, Thomas was. And he's like, well? And he's like, there's no way Thomas is part of this, okay? He was the first victim. And Tim's like, yeah, listen, I know you probably didn't want to look at your dead friend's body, but I did some more research on it. <laughs> and uh, it was it was too dead. And Bruce's like, what do you mean it was too dead? And he's like, what I mean is, when they found his body, they thought it was a recent murder. But by what his, his body looked like, it, it seemed like he had always been murdered. He had no brain patterns, his skin wasn't warm, he had no heart rate at all. He wasn't just dead, he was dead for a long time. Longer than Thomas, Wayne, than Thomas Elliot was actually visiting Harvey. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is like, how oh, could that even be possible? And Tim's like, stick with me here, right? Smart skin can copy skin cells, but can it copy brain cells? Like, you know, organs. And Bruce is like, in theory. And Tim's like, what if, hold on here, what if whoever has this smart skin 
duplicated an entire body based off Thomas Elliot. And Bruce is like, that's crazy. And Tim is like, when I was eight years old, a frozen man tried to kill my parents. <laughs> and Bruce is like, all right, you, have, you got, me, right. You got right. me there. Okay, all right, fair enough. And that's when Alfred raises up, like he's alive, and he's like, and he gets like raving mad, and like foam is around his mouth, and he attacks Bruce, mm-hmm. and Bruce just kind of like puts him in a hold, and he's like, it's okay, it's okay, I got you, I got you, and Bruce, and Alfred's like, rah, rah. and Alfred just calms down. I've seen the other side! <laughs> and Alfred just kind of calms down. It's just black, there's nothing. Bruce is just holding there, like, God is dead, we are forsaken. God is dead, we are forsaken. God is naked and blue. <laughs> I love that. We're all he, just in a he movie. Says that. God is naked he says he says God is naked and blue. <laughs> but but Alfred calms down and he's like, oh, Master Wayne and, and Bruce is like, Alfred, what happened to you? And Alfred explains that Basil got up from the gunshot and then from Basil's finger it extended into Alfred's chest. Mm-hmm. And Tim's like, that lines up. The fragments of skin we found in Alfred's body is smart, sc- is smart skin. So Basil clearly has some kind of power with the smart skin stuff. Yeah. yeah. And Bruce is like, my God. And Bruce is a all... a regular mutant. Looks at the screen, winks, <laughs> goes back. <laughs> He's like some kind of clay monster. With a face. With a face. Tim, Bruce, who are you talking to? But, um, yeah, so Bruce, so they talk about that, and then Bruce is like, so if he has control of smart skin, maybe... And then he's like, there's an imposter Bruce Wayne in my building. And I remember Lucius took face scans of me. And so he's putting it together that the Lucius that took face scans was a fake one. Could have been Basil. Mm-hmm. And with those face scans someone could perfectly replicate Bruce's face onto someone else's body. And Bruce is like, there's only one man in the world I know who's that good at plastic surgery. Dr. Thomas Elliott. So they rush out, or like, they're getting suited up, right? Mm-hmm. Batman gets his costume on, he's ready, and Tim grabs his costume from his backpack. He's like, alright, let's go. And Bruce's like, no. He's like, but I helped you figure it out. He's like, yeah, thanks. You get to stay here then. Watch Alfred. Alfred, you watch him too. And, and Tim's like, come on, you, you saw us there. Come on, man. Come man. on, we, we played off each other, we deducted the mystery, I'm Robin, you know it. And Batman's like, I'm not putting you out there. And he's like, Alfred, he doesn't leave this cave. And Alfred's like, of course, sir. So Batman gets in the Batmobile, takes off. We cut back to Wayne Industries, outside of Wayne's office. A bunch of cops are there, because they've been alerted of this whole thing. And uh, they're beating on the door like, whoever you are, like, let go of your hostage. And the Bruce imposter, who we know is Thomas Elliot now, and Basil are there. And they have Lucy Fox, like, hostage, Lucas, Lucius' uh, daughter. And she's, like, sitting at the desk, and Elliot's just kind of think, he's just trying to think these through. He, he's much more, like, crazy with the gun, whereas Basil's like, I don't want to hurt the kid. He's like, we're going to hurt whoever we have to hurt to get out of here, all right? Unless you want to be a mud monster forever. And uh, we see Batman on the roof across from the office, kind of looking at it with binoculars. He's on the phone with Gordon. And uh, Gordon is like, they got a hostage. Like, what are we going to do? And Batman's like, I got a plan, but I'm going to need you to help me with it. So Gordon knocks on the door. He's like, listen, Elliot, <laughs> because we know who you are now. Uh, the, girl, the girl's parents are calling her. 
And because Thomas Elliot like knows that Lucius Fox is dead, he's like, "Oh, don't bullshit me. Her father's dead." It's like, "All right, her mother wants to talk to her. Can can she talk to her?" And Elliot's like, "Fine, slide the phone under the door." And so he does. Elliot gives the daughter the phone. He's like, "You get a minute." Gives her the phone. He's like, "Hello." And Batman's in the night. He's like, "Hey, listen. Pretend like you're talking to your mom." It's like, uh, "Okay." And Batman tells her, under Bruce Wayne's uh, desk, where the computer would be on top, there's a little piece of wood that doesn't feel the same as the rest of the table. And to press it in and hold it. And when stuff happens, to dive to the floor. So she does as she's asked, holds the button, and then smoke comes out of the ground of Bruce's um, office. Mm-hmm. And as smoke's coming out, like she dives to the floor, Ellie's like, what the hell? And then breaking through the window is Batman. And he grabs... Lucy and gets to the side of the room. The cops break in the front door and they start shooting mm-hmm. into the smoke. And as the smoke clears, Basil is like huddled over Elliot. And you can see the bullets are in him and they just kind of plop back out. And he turns around and Elliot has like a syringe and he like jabs it into Basil. He's like, we're going to need you at your best. Inject whatever fluid. Mm-hmm. And Basil's like, and his face starts morphing. And this is where Basil becomes Clayface. He becomes a big monster. He's like, Rah! and like, I like the idea of Clayface not being made out of clay, but, like, darker flesh. Because I think that's much more, like, ooh, like, creepier mm-hmm. and, like, more serious in a way. But that's what happens there. We cut back to the Batcave, and Tim is just kind of sitting there all, like, sad because he can't go with Batman. And Alfred's like, Tim, come with me. And they go up, like, the, you know, the stairs of the cave to this one, like, bunker area. And he opens the door... Or he, like, types in a code that's, like, I don't know, uh, flying one, right? They go in, and it's this room, and it's got all this Robin stuff on it, right? It's got pictures of all the times Robin has helped out, like, solve crimes. It's got Robin's gear. It's got, like, Dick Grayson's first Robin costume, which is the one Tim saw when he was a kid. Um, it's got all this cool stuff in it, and it's got, like, a battering, like, not battering, but it's got, like, prototype batterings that came out as, like, little birds. <laughs> like, just little pet projects Dick did. Mm-hmm. And Alfred's like, this is the nest. This is where Dick Grayson set up shop. This is what Jason adopted, and I wanted to show you it. And Tim's like, why? Why are you showing me all this? And Alfred's like, because I believe in your, cro- in your cause. Bruce needs a Robin. He may not want to admit it, but he needs a Robin as much as Gotham City needs Batman. Mm-hmm. And Tim's like, and you think that could be me? And Alfred's like, boy, I know it can be you. And he's like, do you know how to ride a motorcycle? He's like... I have a motorized bike, close enough, and uh, Alfred, like, gets the suit of the Robin, and he's like, I'm sure Dick wouldn't mind if you just borrowed this for today. And Tim is like, Alfred, why are you doing this? And he's like, Bruce lets me do what I want. He's too stupid to fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh, we cut to Tim suiting up as Robin, like, for the first time, like, a serious costume, drives down on his motorcycle, Goes to Wayne Industries and gets there just as Batman is thrown out of the window. <laughs> just flying down. Mm-hmm. Grapples, you know, he hurts his arm or something and gets to the ground level. Clayface comes out with uh, Thomas on his back. And they plop to the ground. And, like, a car is driving by. And it could be, like, some weird cameo of, like, Burt Ward, who played Robin back in the day in the 60s. Driving my car. And Clayface picks it up, shakes the guy out of the car, puts it back, and he's like, there you go. And Thomas gets in the car and drives off. And Batman's like, Oracle, get me a get me a scan on that guy's license plate so I can follow him. And uh, Clayface is like, oh, you're going to be way too busy with me. And so Robin is there with Batman, and Batman's like, Alfred, let you out of the cave. 
And, and Tim's like, yeah, he said you're too stupid to fire him. And it's like, God damn it, Alfred. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> I am too stupid to fire you. But what we have here is like another cool, like camera angle defying shot where Batman and Robin fight Clayface across Gotham. Mm-hmm. So like their fight takes them into like an arcade where Clayface is throwing machines at them. It, the fight takes them to like a hockey rink where Batman and Robin are sliding around the ice and they can't get a hold. Mm-hmm. And Tim's like, if only we had ice skates. And like that's a pun to the Batman and Robin movie where they did have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Clayface is sliding around the ice, he can't get a hold. So like they're trying to fight each other, but they can't get near each other. I just want a scene of like them like passing each other and they're like, wait, 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 and like <laughs> hold kick on, back hold off. Yeah, uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my speed going. <laughs> uh, their fight can go to like some like movie theater where mm-hmm. Batman and Robin break through like the. It could be like one of those old ones with the the paper fold out, and Batman and Robin break through the front of it, and they're looking around. I'm like, oh man, and they're like, everyone get out, everyone get out, and they're like, oh, 3D movie, yeah. like they got the shades on, and then Clayface breaks through, and they're like, ah, oh, they all run out, but there's one guy still like, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, 3D, where's everyone going, are you scared, <laughs> Clayface just steps over him? him, yeah, just absorbs him, <laughs> <laughs> but their fight takes them to the hospital from the opening, mm. they break into the hospital, and... <laughs> Clayface is like maybe he's like shoved down some stairs or something he's like distracted and Batman and Robin get some distance and Batman's like there should be a, a Wayne Industries med lab in this building get there and he's like Oracle feed, he like gives a headset to Tim and he's like listen Oracle's gonna feed you a formula that should uh, suspend Clayface like and suspend animation mm-hmm. or whatever like, I'm giving you a formula Oracle's gonna read it to you get up to the lab and he's like what about you and Batman's like I'm gonna handle it don't worry so, Batman fights Clayface for a little while, while Tim is, like, mixing chemicals, and he's sweating, and Oracle's like, put this in, and put this in, he's like, alright, okay, cool, I got it, okay. He's mixing it all together. You go back to Batman, their fight breaks into, like, um, the, the room where they keep the babies, what is that called? The infirmary? No, um, oh my god, <laughs> why can't I think about Hold it? Hold on, maybe I wrote it But just, just, just keep going, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it gets into the room with the babies, um, the nursery. Nursery. They get into the nursery. There's babies and they're crying when Clayface breaks them, holding Batman, and Clayface starting like trying to choke Batman out or just like um, suffocate him. And Batman's like, "You're gonna kill me in front of a bunch of kids." And Clayface like, "They're young. They'll forget it." And Batman's just like, "No one ever forgets when they see someone die." <coughs> Reference to him. Mm-hmm. And Clayface is just like he's thinking about it because he he doesn't want to hurt kids in any way. Mm-hmm. That's the one like human thing about him. And Clayface is like, it's not, you know, maybe they won't grow up to be such horrible critics like everyone else was. <laughs> Batman can just be like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, because he doesn't know his origin. But then, Robin is right behind him, and Robin's got, like, a, a fire extinguisher. And he's got the chemical thing, like, shoved in there. And he's like, hey, Clayface, freeze! And then he cl- freezes Clayface. So Clayface is just, like, frozen in place. And Batman's like, Looks over at him. Freeze. He's like, what was I supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the cops show up at the, the, the hospital, and Batman kind of, like, wheels <laughs> Clayface out on, like, a dolly. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, all right, take Clayface to, like, a special place in Arkham. We have, like, a cell set up for people who have, like, air-based powers, like an airtight room. Just put him in there. He'll, he'll thaw out. We'll, we'll get to it later. And... Batman's like, I gotta go and follow Elliot. 
And Tim is like, all right, let's go. And he's like, no. And he's like, come on, you can't leave me behind again. And he's like, all right, listen, this time I'm leaving you behind for a reason. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay here, and you're going to tell the cops everything they have to know that's going to make them all right. Like, he basically leaves Robin there to be the press person. Yeah. To address the people and tell them what was happening with Clayface and Thomas Elliot. And, um, and Robin's like, you want, you want me to cover for us? And he's like, look, you're better at talking than I am, all right? Every Robin is. And that's when Tim is like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a Robin. So Batman leaves in the Batmobile and some interviewers are coming up like, so, uh, young man, you've seen me dressed as Robin. He's like, oh, I'm the new Robin. Yeah. And I'm the best one. And he's just like, yeah, me and Batman. Cuts we've been... the dick and he's just, that fucker. Like... <laughs> but like, Tim is like, yeah, me and Batman, we've been working together a few years now. You know, we want to wait to kind of debut me. Like, he's, he's soaking it up, right? And we cut to Batman. He drives to Wayne Manor, where the car was last seen that Thomas was driving. Mm-hmm. And when he gets there, he goes to the backyard and kind of like imagining Wayne Manor, backyard, cemetery, and then like a cliff peak, right? Off to the ocean. The, the classic Wayne Manor. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but he goes up, and there are these two gravestones for Martha, Thomas, and there's another gravestone for Jason Todd. And Batman, like, walks up there, silhouetted. He dug up. Yeah, no. He's got, like, a silhouette going like he does in the animated series. He's walking up, and Elliot is there. And at this point, Elliot has, like, wraps around his head. And, like, there's, like, a trail of blood that kind of led Batman to the backyard. Like, pieces of face that had fallen off into the grass. Mm-hmm. And, like, part of it would be, like, the Bruce face. And Batman could just stare at it for a minute. Like, emotional moment, and then keep walking. Mm-hmm. Looking down at myself. Uh, keep walking. Yeah, what a weird face. Yeah. Wow, that guy's handsome. That's a face only a mother could love. Hey, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> my mother. Martha. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> but he walks up to, to Elliot, and he's got wraps around his face, and Elliot turns around, and it's at this point, like, comic people would be like, oh, he's Hush. That villain Hush. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he's got the wraps around his face, and Batman's like, why here? You could have ran anywhere, Elliot. Why here? And Elliot still doesn't know that Batman is Bruce. This is the one thing he doesn't know yet. And Elliot is like, you know, Batman, I don't know where you where you stuck Bruce, but he must be somewhere safe. And he's like, yeah, he is. And he's like, that's good. That's good. The one flaw in my plan was accounting for Bruce Wayne having you in his pocket, of all things. And, and Elliot is basically like, you know, my parents, they weren't as supportive as the Waynes. You know, the, I'd come over here, and I'd talk to Bruce's parents, and they, they treated me like one of their own. They treated me like their son, which is much more I could say for my own folks. It just, it just hurts to see them gone and me still here, and Bruce just soaking up the admiration. And Batman's like, all right, Elliot, you're, you're going away for a long time. He starts moving towards him, and Elliot pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm. And you think he's going to shoot him in the chest like the last guy did, but he shoots... Bruce in the he-, he shoots Batman in the head, not where the mouth is, but like above, like mm-hmm. between the eyes, and Batman falls back, and of course he's got like you know Kevlar or whatever, but it cracks the mask, and it- he's kind of dizzy, so Batman rolls over, he starts to get up, and Elliot's walking around, I'm like, oh, you didn't expect me to shoot you in the head, did you? Maybe you should cover it up, and then he like, <laughs> you can't see me, but he like, <laughs> he's like, uh, now let's see who you are behind that mask, and he goes over. And he uses the bunt of the gun, and he starts breaking the rest of the mask. And, like, it's coming off slowly and slowly, and Bruce is like, ugh, ugh. 
And then Elliot's like, oh, that's not working. So he goes up and he picks up the tomb. Like, I imagine it's not like a big gravestone, but he picks up the gravestone of Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. just pulls it out, and he just smashes over Batman's head. And so the rest of the cow comes off, revealing Bruce's face. And Elliot's like, <laughs> holy shit. You had to be Batman. It wasn't enough. You're a billionaire Bruce Wayne with all the money his parents could collect. It wasn't enough. You're the golden boy of Gotham, but you're the Batman. You're the fucking Batman, too. Oh, uh, that's the one fuck we get? Yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> you're the fucking Batman. And, and Bruce is like, Elliot, look, I know this is all hard to take in. He's like, no, no, no. It makes perfect sense. Right? It, it couldn't be enough that you had the best parents in the world. It couldn't be enough that you were so closed off from society. You know, I thought when you left for like 20 years, you were just partying it up. But no, you're just doing kung fu and learning science and shit. <laughs> and, and Bruce is like, Elliot, look, this isn't about me and my parents. He's like, no, no, it's, it's all about that, Bruce. Like, you, have it, you had it good. I wish my parents were dead and they left me money. He's basically just like, when they were kids, Elliot's parents were neglectful. They didn't support him with anything. They only brought up the horrible shit that Elliot had done. They only seemed disappointed. They never showed him any support. But Bruce's parents did. And so when Bruce's parents died, Elliot was, like, torn up about that. It felt like he lost his own parents. Mm-hmm. And at the funeral, he tried to talk to Bruce. He tried to, like, connect with him and say, like, hey, Bruce, I'll be here for you. And Bruce turned away from him. And while Elliot stayed in Gotham with his horrible parents, with the knowledge that the, that the Waynes were gone, Bruce disappeared from Gotham. He just up and left. And Thomas didn't have a friend to talk to. He had someone to you know, give his emotions towards. And so his entire life, he resented Bruce Wayne. And mm-hmm. so here he's like, I had to earn my, my degree. I had to earn my spot as the top surgeon in Gotham. I started out as a plastic surgeon. And I built myself up. I wasn't like you. You had everything delivered on a silver spoon into your big, stupid mouth. Mm-hmm. You have all that. You have all the money and all the treatment. And you go and you become Batman. It's not enough you're, like, a hero to Gotham, but now you have to be a superhero to the world. Mm-hmm. And, and Elliot's final point is just, like, I wasn't trying to steal your identity for your money, Bruce. I wanted to steal everything that you had. Your mansion, your name, the manor. I was more of their son than you were. And Bruce is just like, you're wrong. And they start fighting. And, they start like, and like, this is the only scene where it's, like, no cool camera angles, no throwing random objects at each other. It's just straight up, like, bare-knuckle fight. They're fighting, they're fighting, and it gets to a point where they're over the cliffside. Mm-hmm. And Thomas has Bruce over the cliff, and he's got him by the neck. It's like the second time he's been choked today. Um, but he's got him over the cliff, and Elliot is like, some of the blood from the mask like dropping on him, but Elliot's like, <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne now. You hear me? I'm Bruce Wayne. Say it. Tell me who I am. And, uh, and Bruce is there, and he's like, <coughs> he's like, okay. You're Bruce Wayne. And he grabs him. He's like, but I'm Batman. And he flips him back off the cliff. Mm-hmm. So the two of them fall into the water. And it gets kind of dark, kind of blurry. And when Bruce opens his eyes, Alfred's standing over him. Mm-hmm. And Alfred's like drenched. And he's like heaving. And Bruce's like, Alfred, where, where's Thomas? And Alfred just looks out into the ocean and he says, I couldn't find him. And Bruce's just like, damn. I can't believe I... I lost him, I, I lost my friend, I, I, people go up to jail, I, my best friend, Alfred. And Alfred is like, Bruce, the, the man you fought just then, that wasn't Thomas Elliot. 
That was just an echo of the man we knew. A whisper. Mm-hmm. A hush. There's, uh, there's your name drop. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And, and the movie's over. No. <laughs> <laughs> you wish? No. Um, we cut to just like, basically my generic closing line where like, Tim is giving this narration where he's like, yeah, I got a job at Wayne Industries now that Lucy wanted some time off to mourn her father. Um, mm-hmm. Going to be part of the science division. I took her dad's job. <laughs> and uh, what is it? Wayne, Wayne Industries is working better with the hospital. The hospital's actually going to get like a whole new wing to it mm-hmm. devoted to Thomas Elliot. Yeah. Um, the Elliot Hospital. Yeah. Right? The, <laughs> that's a, I didn't think about that. Um, and like, what is it? Like, Tim, as Robin, will go to Arkham Asylum and visit Clayface every now and again. Yeah. And they'll sit down and they'll tell him, like, yeah, so I thought Clayface 2 was alright. I thought the effects were kind of schlock, but, like, you, you put in a good performance. Like, he just goes there every once in a while to talk to Clayface about his movie roles. Uh-huh. And Clayface is just like, yeah, I know, that was, like, a director's thing. Like, I just, he wanted more emotion put in there. Yeah. I didn't really like it, but, you know, I couldn't really fight him on that. So exactly. They, they talk like people. Yeah. Because, again, Clayface didn't... He's not always a bad person. Mm-hmm. But Tim talks to him like a person. And, um... We get to, like... <laughs> we, we get to the, the Batcave, where this woman in a wheelchair with red hair comes down the elevator, and mm-hmm. Tim's, like, trying on his new Robin costume, which is, like, more like a black and red. And mm-hmm. he sees this girl, and he's like, what's she doing here? And, like, Bruce wheels her in, and... He's like, hey, listen, I want you to meet Barbara Gordon. She's the Oracle. And Tim's like, oh, I knew that. I could tell by her voice. And Barbara's like, so I heard you imitated me, huh? That must have been easy. He's like, eh, it was, you know, child, child's play. And, uh, <laughs> and she's like, all right, well, let's see how smart you are. And they go over to the back computer, and she's, like, showing him the programs. And, like, Tim's narration is like, yeah, Barbara's even told me some stories about Dick Grayson. Seems like a really cool guy. And, like, Bruce, uh, Tim and Barbara are over at the computer, and Bruce is like, all right, good, and he nods. He goes back upstairs to Alfred, who's, like, cutting some stuff, right? For, like, sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And Alfred is, like, just cutting there, and Bruce is like, Alfred, we need to talk. And so Alfred puts the knife down, and Bruce is like... But he's talking to Alfred, and Bruce is like, Alfred, I told you not to let Tim out. He could have died. Clayface could have killed him. Mm-hmm. Th- this wasn't some two-faced man with a knife. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of cats around here. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah, Anyways. it's okay. This wasn't two, some two-faced guy with a knife. This wasn't with a, a woman with a whip. Oh, and also Harvey got released. Because yeah. it wasn't his fault. He didn't do anything. But, like, this wasn't just some hack. Alright, this was a monster. This was a Superman-level threat, for crying out loud. And Alfred's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I disobey your order? Just like you disobeyed our promise not to use that liquid. And Bruce is like, Alfred, I I couldn't lose you. He's like, oh, you couldn't lose me. The same way I couldn't lose the only family I have left because he was too stubborn to put a kid out there in a costume. Because the mistake you made two times, three times going, you couldn't live that again, huh? Just like I couldn't live another Wayne dying on my watch. And Bruce is just like, Alfred, I... I'm sorry, but I couldn't, I couldn't lose you. And, and Alfred's like, Bruce, when he gave us that water, we swore to each other we would never use it. You told me you threw it into the catacombs of the cave, and you lied to me. And then you used it to bring me back to life. He's going to know. He's going to feel it. And when he does, he's going to come here. And he's going to come after us. And Bruce just like, 
let him come this time already. And mm-hmm. and you cut to like this desert. And you go over the dunes and the dunes or whatever and you get to this temple. You cut inside and there's some man, you don't see who he is, this man meditating. He sees head twitch a little bit and he waves over the guard who's by the door, whispers into the guard's ear. The guard walks out, walks through this temple, goes down these stairs, opens this hatch, goes like way down underground to this single cage, like the cell area. In the cell, there's nothing but like a pool of water. It's like the cell from, um, I can't remember what the movie's called, but whatever. It's like this dirty ass cell with a little bit of water. And there's this huge, like unbelievably jacked naked guy sitting there with his back to the guard. Yeah. And the guard is like, the guard is like, the detective has broke. And the master is ready to hold up to his bet. And the figure starts standing up and the guard is like, you will be given your weapons, you will be given your men, you will be given your prison, you will be given your mask. And the figure who's walking over is like, and what of my supply? And the guard is like, you'll be given as much as you need. And the figure <laughs> walks over even closer and he looks down and the, the guard hands him his mask. And it's the Bane mask. Yeah! And Bane puts on the mask and it's like the red eyes, it's the classic Bane mask. Uh-huh. And Bane leans down and he goes... The detective. What is it you said about him? And the guard goes, The detective has broken. And Bane leans in and he goes, Oh, he has not even begun to break. He's rock hard. No. <laughs> rock hard. He has not even begun to break. Credits. Uh-huh. Yay. So, that's my Batman Robin movie. Seth, what did All you right, think? cool. You used Red Robin. My favorite one of the four. Mm-hmm. Super happy about that. He brought in a sequel to put Bane in, my favorite Batman villain. So I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Clayface. That's a weird take on Clayface, but I like it. Yeah, you like Fucking it? Fucking weird smart skin shit. Jeez. Um, <laughs> a cat, man. Yeah, dude. I, ugh. Anyways. Um, no, I mean, overall, great movie. Was the mystery, like, good enough, you yeah, think? Yeah. yeah, it was good enough. I mean... I developed smart skin. Oh, that's Clayface right there. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you like the the turn on the Two Face thing? Yeah. Where at first you're like, oh, he had to change. It was kind of weird though that like you used him, mm-hmm. and then halfway through it just was like, ah, he's not here anymore. Yeah, like, it's, we put him in jail. Yeah, we we, we put him in jail. It's, it's whatever. Yeah, but I, I like the idea of using Batman characters as characters and mm-hmm. not as like, here's your villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you liked the way we used Tim Drake. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it was great. The the Elliot, you, did you like how Thomas Elliot? Yeah, Th- yeah, Thomas Elliot was pretty cool. You liked his motivation, you think? Yeah. Hush. Yeah, she was just, hush. Uh, Alfred? <laughs> Alfred fucking killed some people, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, Alfred wasn't <laughs> taking your shit. That's one of those scenes I kind of built around. I was like, you know what would be really cool? An Alfred, like, predator-ass scene. Yeah, really like cool. he knows the men are inside and out. Yeah, so. he got the guns and shit. <laughs> um, I like the idea that mm-hmm. Bruce gave Alfred a room. And it was like, you get one room. What are you gonna do with it? And he just turns it into his trophy hunting room. <laughs> From back in my day, he <laughs> so many animals. He just killed so many animals. <laughs> you could have like a big a library. But yeah. No. Um, David, what did you think? I liked it. Finally, a good Batman film that would never come to me. <laughs> Uh, some characters that you like that you want to talk about? I liked Hush. Mm-hmm. Hush was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, was 
wasn't too keen on the Clayface, but it was kind of cool as a first kind of like opening sub-film. villain. Yeah, because again, if I'm gonna do a Batman film, I want to do the villains that are like weird and out there. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want to do like he's a guy in a costume who knows a thing. Like yeah. I want like a monster. Um, I like the main reveal at the end. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Do you like how it kind of ties in with like the liquid and stuff? Because yeah. that's mm. obviously that's Rachel Ghoul. Obviously that's Lazarus Water. Yeah. Is that like Lazarus water mixed with venom? Is that why it's yellow? Well, kind of ish. The way the way I would go about it is that venom is just some lesser form of Lazarus pit water. Okay. That instead of making you younger, it just makes you stronger. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought you know that kind. Of, it's an easy way to connect the two of them. Yeah. Um, my my only complaint about writing this and afterwards is like I kind of wish I gave more to Hush to kind of set up the idea that he resented Bruce for mm-hmm. having parents like that. Um. But I, I like that the villain had a personal connection to Bruce for once. Yeah. And again, it's this idea yeah, that... they're usually just people sent out to hunt him. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's this idea that this is a character who isn't going after Batman. It doesn't even care about Batman. Yeah, it's He's Bruce. going after Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked how you used just, just scenes with Bruce a lot more. Because, like, I really like that yeah. aspect of Batman. It's just like... Oh, what's Bruce doing at his company today? And he's just like sitting down with like stockholders or some shit. Yeah, because like, you never really see yeah, all you that. Don't, you don't see that. It's always ah gritty action stuff. Brr. It's like no, like he yeah. he does you a lot more like, as Bruce. Two or three scenes of Bruce and like the rest is just Batman. Yeah, and I I wanted to make sure not I wanted to make sure that Hush and Clayface didn't overshadow one another because mm-hmm. Hush is clearly the string puller, whereas Clayface is just the minion. Yeah, but at the same time, min, uh, Clayface has some background to him with the whole movie angle. Yeah. And again, that Clayface, like, poster thing was, like, a really obvious thing of, like, oh, nah. that's where he gets the name. Um, but yeah, I, I've always wanted a legitimate Robin in a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Did you like how, because this is the thing I always like How Tim old Drake. is Tim in this? He's, like, 16. He's, like, 16? Okay, yeah. yeah. He's the approximate age. And, like, the thing I, I always loved about Tim is that his parents aren't dead. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a trauma. He just wants to be Robin to help Batman and make Gotham better. Yeah. That, that, that's why I like him, too. He yeah. He doesn't have some bullshit backstory. Yeah, it's not like he's an orphan that got adopted. Yeah. He doesn't have some passion. It's just, I was inspired. Yeah, he's just like, huh. Yeah, and in, in that end part, when he's like trying on the Robin costume, you could even have him being up in the nest and like mm-hmm. putting the first battering he got on the wall mm-hmm. as, like, this is where my story begins. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's my Batman and Robin movie pitch. I'm glad we finally got around to it. Um, yeah. Don't be surprised if the sequel to this comes out before a Superman sequel does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I loved writing this, and uh, I'm happy it turned out the way it did. And I hope you guys enjoyed it at home. Go to panabite.blogs.com for everything I write. Panabite.pod.com for all the podcasts we do. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So uh, check those out, and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Peace.